welcome to Bean Stuff. Today on Bean Stuff, we are going to be talking about what are we going to talk about? What are my favorite ways to have coffee? We are going to uh, espresso. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. And what is that you're drinking over there? Uh, that is a cup of tea. <laughs> Oh man, Sorry, what is that? this is not tea stuff. Well, I had one earlier. I I always think that you, uh, if you have really good coffee, fresh coffee quality, you probably yes. only need two espressos a day because right. the first one lasts so long. Lunchtime, you have the next one um, half an hour before you have a snooze. Ooh, mate. Or, or actually, the beginning of your snooze, I should say, and then uh, thirty minutes later, when you wake up, the espresso kicks in. Boom. Boom. Refreshed. 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 Wow. And I would say, would you, okay, is this one of your favorite ways to have coffee? It would be definitely probably my favorite way of having coffee. It's a little more expensive to do at home, but uh, it would be my favorite way. Well, and for those of you who don't live with him, yes. um, I was just going to say uh, kind of uh, the, the, the excessiveness of how good you how good you have it. Yes. Is uh, I wanted to highlight real quick the Wemo switch that you use. Oh, the Wemo switch, yes. Um, I use it for probably just one thing, actually. Well, and for you, <laughs> plugged for those into my you, espresso machine. Right. Well, and those of you who don't know what a Wemo switch is, it's essentially a switch that connects to the internet mm -hmm. that you can then do cool things with. Yes. So, what cool thing does yours do, Dad? Well, my espresso machine is plugged into my Wemo, uh, Wemo switch, and therefore. I can set it to come on at certain times for the day and for certain lengths of the day. So, you know, I've got it set to come on at 6.30 for an hour. It gives me time to wake up or have one espresso immediately or one half an hour later. It also has a little right. location. Uh, this is not about Wemo, but uh, location thing. So when I come home... Right, when you get a certain distance from yep. home, it then automatically turns on... Turns the Wemo on. So when I come in the driveway... Boom. Boom. The good thing about that is my wife always knows when I'm on my way home because the espresso machine mysteriously comes on. Well, yeah, you'll be at home and you hear... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what a yeah. wonderful noise. Um, yeah, and we've had a long journey with espresso. Yours longer than mine, but I remember... Yes, yes. You used to have a little espresso machine you brought back from Italy. I did. I, Italy, um, well, I just brought it back from Britain, actually. But oh. uh, I've been doing trips to Italy, but before the Italy trip, was a, I was leading a trip to Greece... And uh, the campsite there, they had this, I'd never seen it before, but it was a big old thing that uh, made cappuccino. And uh, I even looked up my dictionary to find out how, I, how could I ask for a cappuccino. And it was a, I can't relate, a cuposino, something like that. And then I had to, the only difficulty with that one, I had to make it uh, hot because they tend to make it fairly cold. Mm. I can't remember what the Greek word for hot is now, but... Uh, <laughs> but you remembered it at the right time. I did. I wow. Because yeah, yeah. you brought that little thing home. And then we've had, I mean, as you go out for espressos, <laughs> it, it seems to be getting better now. Yes. But, I mean, I, I'm, think, no. I, I'm thinking of one coffee in particular yes. in Cannon Beach. Cannon Beach. I won't say the, the coffee company. Well, number one, I can't remember. No, neither can I. <laughs> Probably just as well. But but I remember ordering a coffee. Yes. I did not know you could make milk that hot. I think we dubbed it uh, hot lava coffee. That was the one. And I guess espresso was not necessarily with milk but no. the way that we were having it was and it that's was, right and the espresso may have been good but we don't know because the milk was so hot i don't know if i could taste anything for the rest of the trip 
No, no. Mind you, there's another. I got to say one more thing. I yeah. know we're not quite on to the topic yet, but it shows you how emotional and how excited I am about this co- this <laughs> passion, whole passion espresso. Is um, I remember going to Australia, my wife and I, for a, a conference over there, and we went. We're walking at lunchtime just around the place we were, and we yeah. came across a. I call it a petrol station. Oh, one of those gas stations. Gas station. And they were advertising espresso. I said, oh. Rachel, let's go. And she looked at me. This is in Australia, you said? Australia, yeah. She looked at me and I said, it's all right. I know this is a huge mistake, but here we go. I just want to try this. <laughs> at we, least you were open about it. That's right. We went in. I ordered my espresso and the lady was very friendly, Australian lady, very friendly. And... Um, she was so excited after she made my espresso. I wasn't so excited because it only took five seconds. <laughs> and I thought, something's not right here. She was probably quite excited. She got you a, She got it to you quick. I think she thought the word um, espresso was express sort of style. <laughs> she forgot the O. The worst part of this, though, she said, oh, that's brilliant. I've managed to get, that was my 12th espresso out of the same puck in the espresso machine. <laughs> And I looked at Rachel and I said, yay, yay. We took a little sip on my lip and that was all I needed. And we wow. just, we tossed it. I mean, and we'll get into some yeah, yes. debriefing of that whole horror oh, yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, Um, Well, that I'm going to be honest with you. I'm looking at our notes here and I see espresso versus espresso. Oh, yeah, Do you want I, to explain that? Oh, I, I, th- I was thinking about it. And when I was growing up, I think most people thought it was expresso, E-X-P. Oh, I, did, I than, didn't catch the S in there. Yeah, rather than the E-S-S, espresso. Gotcha. Because it come, it's an Italian word. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they call it in Italy, cafe espresso. And it doesn't mean quick, like I was saying. It basically means pressed out coffee. So it's coffee that's been pressed, like a, we call it uh, the tamper on it. And the, uh, the water comes through at a certain bar pressure and it goes through 20 to 30 seconds, and that mm-hmm. is espresso. Yeah. Well, and I'm trying to think here, because I think that we posted something on Instagram. It By the time this comes out, maybe it won't be relevant. But yes, it means press through espresso, which makes sense, because you're, you're pushing through, or sorry, what was it? Press out of coffee. That's pressed right. Pressed out coffee, because you, you are pushing through a puck of coffee. That's right. A little myth here, too, is sometimes people think that espresso is a particular type of bean. Mm-hmm. Um, not so. Not so. Uh, you can get a make espresso really from any coffee bean, whether it's just a straight estate or a blend that we'll talk about later, why that's a, yeah. a positive thing. But it's, it's not uh, a type of color of bean, whatever it may be. Yeah. And I think for, for me, I take so much of what we have already for granted. So do you want to talk about... I guess where did where did the espresso machine come from? Right, it's it's fairly recent because one it needs electricity. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, that's fair. And uh, but I believe, and I won't, as usual, I won't pronounce these names quite correctly. This is Italian names that I'm going to come across here. Give you, it your best Italian. I'll do my, my best. But the first guy, Angeline. Angelo Moriondo of Turin in uh, Italy. And he he made this quite. I got I got a picture. You won't be able to see it out there, but I got this quite elaborate picture of pressure and gauges and all sorts of things that he used and uh, put out there as an example at the the Turin uh, General Ex- Exposition. This yeah. is eighteen eighty four. And, and for those of you listening on the podcast, I'll put a link in the in the description so you can see a, a picture of what yeah. that looks like because it is it is fairly mm-hmm. like. Galilean looking like it looks yes. very 
Looks like a steam engine, if I'm honest. Yeah, that'd or be something true. that would be a component of the that. The interesting thing, it only had, and we'll talk about bars of pressure, it only had 1.5 bars of pressure, which well, not a lot. It's not enough, I should say, for an espresso. <laughs> but, but they didn't uh, know at the time, I guess. No, but hey, that good on them because they started the whole thing. And, Fair enough. And here we are today in waking up in the morning with my Wemo and an espresso. Right. Waking and espressoing. Yes. <laughs> So we had, what was his name? His, Angel Maurice. You did a good job. Of Thank that. you. Yeah, I, I stumbled a bit there, I must admit. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give you an A. But we had Angelo. And then 1909, a few years later, we have uh, Luigi Bezzera. Now, I do know how to pronounce that one. It's Luigi. Luigi, thank you. Luigi Bezzera. And he was from Milan, which is another city in, in Italy, obviously. And he got the machine that had been already been made and right. made some improvements to it, uh-huh. uh, which was great. But he ran out of money, basically, as the story goes. I don't always seemingly get you. Yeah, yeah. And he had the ideas, though. But some other guy, uh, Desiderio Pavoni, mm-hmm. he had some money. He had some money. <laughs> Desiderio Pavoni. He sounds like he's got money. Yeah. And, yeah. And I see in your notes here, you you put in parentheses, the Steve Jobs of espresso. I did write that. Yeah, I, I don't know why I thought of that. But, yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> he was an innovator. He was. Begin- he was an innovator, like Steve Jobs too. He was um, right. Uh, he developed the first pressure release valve that sort of helped the right. the, the coffee coming out with pressure rather than just flowing out as such. Gotcha, and that so that helps even out the flow of coffee yep. or the oh, the flow yep. of water through. They coffee. had probably yeah, the first machine was a bit uh, um, weak in that department, I, I suppose I say. But they they made some others. I think they dubbed it the Ideally, um, and it even looks. Lot more like an espresso machine. It's got a two yeah. you know, porter filters, and you know it's 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 looks more what you'd find today. Actually, this is now 1901. It looks much more refined. And again, I'll put a link to the other one as yeah. well. But it looks much more refined. I would say yes. it looks it has a a finished look to it. What they did, they made it more, I guess, what you call it, commercial style, right. so that people right. could actually buy. I don't know what it cost in, in that day, <laughs> but um, it uh, it was more became therefore more available for the, the the man or woman on the street. Yeah, and I mean it's it's interesting. You can even see it, like I'm looking at the photo here. You can see two porter fillers. It looks like you see like you see aspects of it from you know 1901 that haven't changed since mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 1901. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then. Moving on to kind of your first machines, what, because I, I mean, I guess I haven't personally owned it. I've only ever used <laughs> and, and borrowed yours, but yes, yes. what was your first espresso machine? Well, I guess we talked about your first espresso My machine. First, yes, after coming, coming after three years in Europe, basically, the team that I was working with said to me, here's some money, you can only spend it on one thing, and that <laughs> is a cappuccino machine. But, they knew something had happened to me in Europe, and I right. was really enjoying this coffee. That's a good team. It was. And I did. I went out and bought myself a, a cappuccino machine, and it was the smallest dinky little thing you'd ever seen. Well, you had told me you could you, you bought it because you could fit it in your backpack, or that was one of the reasons. Yeah, it fit in my bag and yeah. my baggage. And uh, but there weren't a lot of big ones. There may have been. I didn't. I probably didn't see you were, the bigger ones. You were ones. starting out. You didn't I know was a whole lot. Out. One boiler, which we'll get into in a little moment, but. Uh, it meant my, the team, and the team of about 10 people, 12 people, yeah. all wanted a cappuccino, and this thing would take hours, and you had to keep filling it with water. Really? And I actually, if I had it now, I'd go, what was I doing to my friends? <laughs> it was more like brown liquid at that point. Yeah, but it, 
was called it said Mr. Espresso on it. Well, I don't know what it, the machine was even called actually, <clears throat> but uh, yeah. it was it was it was my start. Right, you got to start somewhere. Yep, got back with to New Zealand with that little espresso machine, and I made many espresso with it. I remember seeing it on the counter as a little kid too. Yeah, so you had it for quite a while. Yeah, that was a dinky little thing. I liked and it. What did you move to next from that? I realized quickly that uh, espresso needs a certain amount of pressure. It also needs two boilers because mm. one boiler if you get a machine you can get them they're a lot cheaper but you'll find very quickly it's probably not the best idea because you have to steam get the steam for the milk if you're going to put milk into the espresso right and uh, it got to boil up to that temperature and then it's got to slow down again to get down to the temperatures too because it's too hot to boil right. the um for the for the water to come out on the over the espresso i think of it this way i think if you had a a steam train engine let's yes. say and you had one steaming thing, steamer, yes. we'll call it a boiler. Yes. So if you had one boiler to power one side of the train mm-hmm. and another, and that was right, one boiler to power both sides of the train, both sets of wheels, Yes. which is what it probably normally has. But mm-hmm. in this scenario, you've got one, it has to do the work of two things. Yes. If you have That's two good. boilers, good, you can right? have one yeah. boiler dedicated for each half. And so it's kind of like you have one boiler dedicated for the steam of the milk. Yes. Yes. And then you have another boiler dedicated for the uh, pressure through the puck of the espresso. And, and the benefit to that is you're not going to run into a situation which is a nightmare of you start steaming your milk or you do something and all of a sudden the espresso stops coming out because you've lost all your pressure. Yes. Because those are two separate boilers, yep. Yep. so you're, you're, you're saving yourself in that space. Of course, as I said, it's, it's cheaper because you only need to pay for one boiler as such. But right. it's sort of like, well, yeah, you're like buying a, a four-cylinder car that only has two cylinders, and you wonder why it's <laughs> spluttering. Right, you take out two spark plugs, and you go, that doesn't run as well. No, something's wrong here. Right, it'll still get you there. Uh, it'll get you there, yeah. Well, one person... Don't <laughs> hope no one don't else the family. It, yeah. no, you don't want anyone else getting an espresso because you couldn't do it. So you went from the that what, what was the brand of that one? I can't remember. I can see it's a white with grey, but I it looked very similar to your next one, but just white and the next, plastic well, instead and, of metal. But the next yeah. one was a lot better. I'm oh, I went to the last Simbali, and uh, it was night and day. It, was, and it had the right bar pressure. You want nine, ten bars that then pumps it out and makes it nine bars of pressure mm-hmm. it had two boilers and i didn't Double know what boiler. i didn't know why i didn't have to wait anymore for for the right. milk and for the for anyway it was well, it was a wonderful this one, machine was this one white or silver white oh plastically white looking okay that's what i'm thinking of yeah 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 the one before i don't know you may not remember the one before it was much smaller it had a little lift up lid and it was interesting. yeah i don't know if i remember that i remember the right. white one that's yeah. the one i'm thinking of and I, you, the reason I mentioned some of these machines, you can start with a little one. Right. You, you can go to the La Simbali. And the next, La Simbali, I looked up today and I thought they were around about $3,000. American dollars. Wow. Yeah. It probably wasn't that much when you bought it. I know. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit I can, cheap. Uh, yeah. Well, I, and I guess that's something to say because I, I had a roommate. Yes. Who was very savvy. Yes. And bought a forehead espresso machine for Whoa. $25. That is... Which is rare. I'm not going to say well, you can go Well, it's not as uncommon that. as you think. We have a thing here called Craigslist that you know, right. people put things on. And usually when people put an espresso machine on Craigslist, they don't know what they have. Right. Well, and, and a lot of times... Good deal. You could, if, if you feel like you're fixing, you could fix stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, I mean, it's a very simple machine. Most of them. I'm yeah. not going to say all of them. No, I think you're right. But yeah. there is a there is a large used market. Yes. Um, 
So I would almost say for your first machine, buy something used. Yeah. If yeah. If, if you want to get something good, if you have See the if you money, like it. Yep. feel free to get whatever you yeah. want. But if you want to save a penny or two, feel free to get something that's off, you know, Craigslist or something yeah. like that. And, um, and saying uh, the reason I mentioned these, I'm not being paid by any of these makers. To, uh, oh, you're not. <laughs> Lars and Bali. The next one is the Rancilio <laughs> Silvia. That was one of my favorite machines. And that one was silver, brushed silver, brushed, brushed silver. Yeah. Uh, that, you're talking about seven hundred dollars now. It's a lot less. But it has the basics, and people really yeah. rig these out with pods and electronics. Or they, you can, it's sort of a basic model. You can just, you can do all sorts. Well, of things and that, to that's it. another thing. There's, it's like you know, drones and all those different things. There's, there's a large community of people. Yes. That there's probably someone who's done what you're thinking. Yep. Yep. So, so the, the cool thing is, you can go on forums, you can go on Google, and there's a lot of information about yes. people who have already done. Maybe if you you know you feel like oh I wish I could yeah. tweak it in this way someone's probably done it. That would be probably one of the I would say one of the entry level ones that actually do what it says has both boilers working. Lives up to the marketing. It does. It does. Well, one thing I would say is how did that one die? That's a sad story. I did have two uh, Rancelli Silvers because <laughs> I like it so much. I bought it again because right. one day. We were I think we, were we going went to, to church. We were going to church and, and you left it on. Well, the the power went out. And so we quickly went around the house turning all the switches off right? Um, so that when the power came back on, all the lights wouldn't come back on, etc. What I hadn't realized that I was halfway through making espresso mm. and I didn't actually turn it, <laughs> it off because the water was coming through and the power went off. I quickly sort of turned things off. We went to church, came back and realized the power had come back on right? and bang, the uh, the ranch cilio had burnt out basically, but they were good. They said, Cause oh, it, it was... didn't have a switch to turn off the boiler once it ran out of no, water. No. So it boiled all the water. Exactly. Good point. And then it didn't know how to, you know, it didn't turn it There's off. There's no automatic sort of shut off. No. And, and I wasn't going to use that. I mean, I think the ranch cilio was in a still is a really good machine. I like it. I like them very much. But what I was going to say is that's kind of the one thing, you know, maybe there's some way to, you know, to, tech it out to get, get you know get rid of that as a problem but the mm -hmm. one you stepped up to after that it yes. had an auto shut off so oh, it knew not to do that that essentially. was a really i'm not sure important but uh, it was certainly a nice feature it's ex it's the machine i have right now because i like it so much i haven't changed it it's a and you've had that for five years Oh yeah! Oh no, longer than five years, ten years probably. It's been oh. a while. It's but, an it's it, an ECM. ECM. I guess that stands for something. I think I believe now Rocket now brought them out. I think Australian group. Mm. I'm not sure. They they look very similar anyway. Yeah. Um, and I, when I try and fix it, if if I need to fix it, I, I will go to the Rocket site sometimes to find out some details. Yeah. And I mean, those are your machines. Someone else could have different machines. There's a lot of good ones out oh, there. But Rensilio La Sim how do you say it? La Simbale? Oh, La Simbale. Yeah, it's an okay. Italian La one. Simbale, yeah. ECM. What are some of the brands that are kind of well known? I know there was a Breville. There's a couple Breville. Oh yes, ones that are actually pretty good, and those get get expensive. Yes. Uh, yeah, there's the Breville Barista series, and they they start around about five hundred dollars, and they go up, and you get ones with um, grinders attached to them. Yeah, they actually Breville's doing a quite a good job of their coffee machines. They used to do a whole array of things, and now they've really specified down to probably just coffee machines and something else. I can't remember what the other part of the the group yeah. they do now, but it's very specific to, to coffee machines and the grinders, machines. They, for an entry level again, you can, I mean, you can go up again 4000 I'm sure, with them, but right. uh, but you can get some $1,000, you give yourself probably a good machine. 
So there's some there's some good ones with Breville. There's some good ECM, like we said, Rensselaer. Any other brands that you think are noteworthy of mentioning? Yeah. Oh, there are so many out there. That's sort of the exciting thing. Well, so if if there are so many, what what are some places we can go to look to like to purchase those? Okay. Well, answer your first question. Yeah. There's other ones I off the top of my head would be like uh, La Mazoco. That's really the top. The Slayer. Yeah. Oh, I like Slayer. Yeah, and then there's the Rancilio again. They have the Eagle. There's a whole lot of models they have. Five thousand plus. You're probably you're, you're starting to think about. Gotcha. And uh, gotcha. And I should say types of there's, there's like I don't know there's three types and there may be more. There's the super automatic, which as it says is just does everything for you. I'm not so keen on those because there's no art involved in it. There's just turn switch the switch and poof, it does it. Mm-hmm. Um, automatic, which is fine. Uh, I like then there's the semi-automatic that give you a little more, you can do some more things with it. It's, yeah. it's sort of like driving not an automatic car, but a, a stick or a manual uh, gear shift. So right. you, you've got some more control of how you do it. And then there's the real manual ones, and they call them manuals, the the, the piston or lever machines. Because you're actually the one pushing or creating the pressure to put the exactly. water through. Exactly. So there's no boiler there's a there's, for pressure. It's not the pump. No, there's a boiler in it, but there's oh, no gotcha. pump as such. And you are putting the the pressure down, and <laughs> you don't want to hurt yourself because it can fling back up and hit your your chin. I've yeah. heard stories, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, gotcha. So, so there's some good stuff. What would be what would be some of your things to look out for with without regard to any specific brand? But would there yes. be some kind of points that you would say, ah, you are going to want to look at these as you're going into an espresso machine? Yeah, yep. you want to. Um, one thing you've got to realize is that to get a similar coffee, if you go out and have a coffee, if you mm-hmm. have a great coffee, and I hope you do, right? Um, yeah. usually you've had a great coffee because they've had a great machine, a great barista, and a great roaster, and a, a great farmer, obviously. Right. But um, the machine makes a huge difference because you can come home on a cheap machine that has just one boiler, for instance, and you're mm-hmm. saying, or oh, it doesn't have enough bar pressure, and you say, why doesn't this taste the same? Unfortunately, you do have to spend some money, and I'm going to say seven fifty plus, right, to get a brand machine, new. brand new. That's more, yeah. yes, yeah. to to get the same effect that you'd have if you if you go out and have an espresso or a cappuccino. We we probably do another podcast on all the different types of drink: cappuccino, flat white, latte. What's the difference? And there's right. a whole range right. of other ones there, but yeah, yeah, we can go all into that. Um, so, what you would look for something that has typically two boilers two boilers i think you'd want to do that if for the you, longevity if, of use yes if you're just starting out and you don't have enough money then go for the one boiler but it's gotcha it's as i say the the the, the sequence the sinking is going to be difficult and the pressure is probably going to not be so good well and it may be something that you grow out of sooner than later yes which yep. you know if you get a double boiler it's going to give you that extra capacity for growth within that and as you said you can look on refurbished ones you can look at craigslist ones i got a, my ecm actually was a shop soiled one so it'd been used as a demo yeah but uh, i knew the guy and it, it was going to be fine just the double boiler but uh, espresso too when there's a sometimes you get these things called espresso um the mocha pot it mm-hmm. sort of looks and tastes it's very intense taste but it doesn't have the, the eight bar of pressure it's just a, a, a this is a stove top yeah stove top's it another almost name looks for like it. a cowboy coffee kind yeah, of a, yeah over the grill or something and i think aeropress do the same they sort of on their box they sort of advertise as this is espresso but it can't be really espresso unless right. it's got nine bar pressure, which you need a machine really to do that. 
Right, you you humanly can't do that with a Chemex or something. I do or not that, Chemex, that's right. There are a few <laughs> I've seen. I haven't really ever used one. There's some portable ones that they say they do get nine bar of pressure. Wow. There's the, you look out there and you can find some interesting portable sort of uh, espresso machines. Yeah. So so ultimately, you're looking for a good boiler setup. Yep, whether that's good single boiler. boiler, dual boiler, maybe yeah, is going to be dual, better. Probably. Yeah. Pressure. Pressure. You're going to want lots of pressure. You want nine bars of pressure. I don't know. A bar of pressure is, we're talking at sea level. We probably know it as uh, pounds per square inch PSI. Mm. I think that's 130 pounds per square inch. And uh, But you need to ask the question, does this machine go to nine bars? Because if it doesn't, it's not going to extract coffee out of your right. machine. You won't have a nice cup of coffee at the end of the day. And at the end of the day, I think you really get what you pay for. In this case, it's true. Or you get it's what true. you bought. And I know that sounds silly, but like if you buy something used and you've done your research, you can mm. get something that you is could. really good, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you're going to have to do that. I wouldn't go to Fred Meyer or a local grocery store or something and just pick something off the shelf no. unless you know for a fact yes. that it's a good one. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of imposters. There are. Unfortunately, there are. You've got to, uh, it's good to do your research. That's why I said the, the, the Brista series. Mm. Um, oh, no, the Breville series the problem, yeah they are doing a good job so there you go you hear that and if you see one you can say and i've seen them in in, in you know bigger department stores and right it's a possibility that that could be a good one right so that's an example of something you might find at the store but again your research is going to tell that and I, I think a rule of thumb is if it's if it seems like too good a price it's it's not it probably is too good of a price yeah yeah, yeah. you're not getting yes, something that's, that's worth unfortunately it's, true it's like buying a car if yep. you see a car that's an incredible deal and you're like, how is it possible it's that cheap? Well, there's yeah. something mm-hmm. you're not seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, I oh, should say, yeah. you could, uh, you, you're talking about some, we're talking about department stores, brick and mortar as I call them. Yeah. There's some specialty type coffee sh- uh, coffee places that do sell, you have one in Portland called Clive and they sell some, gr- it's a great place to go. You go yeah. in there and you just walls. <laughs> you start of, drooling out the side you of your do, mouth. And, and they're very good at just, to hit, try this espresso through this machine and this machine and you know four yeah. 40 machines later you're going well i've had too much espresso <laughs> but you can or you can i would find if you do your research you could go online in america here whole latte love.com first in coffee.com there's a whole lot of places seattle there's a whole lot of places that you could go and i'll put some links in the in the yeah. description as well so that someone has some kind of idea of some places to to go um because yeah those are some awesome spots yeah um, so we've kind of talked about the different types of machine. The, there's a lever machine where you create the pressure mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. that water to push through. There's there's automatic that you press a button and it's, you know, mm-hmm. here's a set amount of time or a set amount of ounces. It knows it pours out. And then there's semi-automatic where it's, you know, I, I turn it on and I turn it off, but the pressure and everything is built by the machine itself. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, most of the time, I think that when you're entering into espresso machines for the first time, you're going to enter into the semi-automatic market. I think so, yes. You're like, I mean, those lever manual machines are expensive. Yeah, they, they are. They And they're, they're doing a good job. They're a little better. And to, to be me. fair, there are a couple I've seen on Kickstarter that have been kind of cool. So I'll, I'll put a link okay. to that as well. Good. Good. Not to say they're the best, but it's interesting. Um, yep. So you're, you're, you're likely going to be entering into that semi-automatic mm-hmm. market. Watch out for the... the um, What's the word I'm looking for? The the thrills, the, uh, the along the side. 
am I saying frills? The frills. The like features, extra features? No, or? not extra features. The frilly things that uh, I'm not <laughs> sure how I'm saying that very good, am I? That the things like frothers and grinders added and well, and that's that's a good point because if you're buying a machine, let's say for seven hundred and fifty dollars, that comes mm-hmm. with a grinder included in it. Mm-hmm. You can think about what happens if you take the value of that grinder away. How much are you paying for the actual machine? Mm-hmm. And if it's $200 or $500, then you're actually getting less of a machine. It'd be better to get, you know, like in our grinding episode, we talk about getting a grinder at like Goodwill or something. Mm-hmm. You can find a good one for cheap yep. and getting spending more on the coffee machine mm-hmm. than if you were to get, you know, something that, that is just ease of use. And I had a, a, a colleague who at the SCA, the Specialty Coffee Association, he always is there, Dr. Johns is his name, I think. He um, He's into Indian monsoon uh, Malabar. Malabar. That's right. <laughs> he would say, I've, I've heard him say, I've heard it read, he said that before you buy your espresso machine, yeah, pay for a really good grinder first, and they may cost the same. Yeah. Because he says if, if you get a great espresso machine, it's like having a car. No, I don't know if he says I'm adding into this now. <laughs> have your car and without having any gas or, or petrol to go into it. Right. You need to have the right gas and petrol to go into it. And he says you need to spend a good amount on a good grinder. Right. I mean, it's it's like you can't fuel your car with lighter fluid. It's both you mm-hmm. know, fuel, fuel mm-hmm. and lighter fluid are flammable, but they're different. Yep. And the Porsche, the BMW, they look great cars, but if they don't drive. Mm. Right. And I, I think that really goes back to... If you do your research, you can find it for cheap, but at the same time, if you're going to go new, it's going to be expensive mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's going to be an investment. I remember Reed, you saying to us once when we were trying to talk about this with, with, with my wife, uh, that <laughs> if we went to a Starbucks... We did the math, didn't we? we? Did, we you did some good math. I don't know if it was good math, but... To, uh, Going to Starbucks twice a day, both of us. How much would we spend? I can't Buying talk- a cheap drink, by the way, not anything like it was just like a flat white or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Which is, say, you know, if we spent $20 a day, right? If you do that seven days a week, 20 times seven, right? And you just do the math and put that into a year, suddenly you've bought yourself an espresso machine. You don't have to go there anymore. Well, I think we did it and it was like five years of minimal espresso mm-hmm, use mm-hmm. would pay off the machine. Oh, so yeah. You've, you've more than paid oh, it off. Oh, yeah. It's worth it. Um, so, I mean, the, the answer to all that is really quality, 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 quality. It is. And you'll have a quality drink. Right. Your the, morning will be changed. Well, and, and I think the worst thing that I can think of is spending, you know, you could spend $400, which is not a little amount of money. No. But you could end up with something you're very disappointed in. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what I don't want. I don't mm-hmm. want someone to, you know, spend a bunch of money and get something that's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is not good. This is not what I was getting at the store talk or to, the I, shop. And therefore, talk to people, find out what they've got, what they, what they use. Right. They'll, once again, roasters, whoever, they're more than happy to talk to you about it. And, Absolutely. And the, the fun thing is sometimes they say, oh, I've got one of those sitting in <laughs> right. the back room here. I, I was with a friend. Come um, check this out. That's right. I was with a friend, Michael. And he, we were this bus he took me to for a, a coffee in yeah. Portland. And the guy suddenly said, Oh, I've got this espresso machine, which he'd had last time, Michael Bean. He says, Would you like it? Wow. <laughs> so, okay. He may have wanted something for it, but yeah. Well, can... and, and I guess to say also, if you have any questions, feel free to let us know. Mm-hmm. You know, send us yeah. a link and tell us what you think. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd be more than happy to help. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, so I think we've talked quite a bit about 
the machines and i mean we could i mean honestly we could we could delve so deep could. M- deeper more i think we've done a good general touch yep. over the topics I mean, you there. could get ones that have heat you know the the, <laughs> as the water comes out you can change the pressure in the head of the espresso wow. machine you can change the temperature that comes out of the head of the coffee it goes on and well, on well and we didn't even touch on portafillers no and i'm glad but another thing we didn't touch on was pods Oh, we don't want to do pods. No, I don't think you want to do pods. And for those of you who don't know, a pod, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like a Keurig in a sense. It is. Basically, it's like a, it's, it looks like it, a real espresso it's machine. It's a brand name, but they're known the, as pods. And the pod literally is a, I would call it a coffee tea bag. Because mm-hmm. it's a, it's like the tea bag material, mm-hmm. but, a, but coffee in it. And the machine kind of opens up and you slide this little tea bag in. Mm-hmm. It accepts it. Mm-hmm. Put the mach- cup underneath, press a button. Yeah. And ooh, yeah, you get some, yeah. something. Unfortunately, they're very. I don't know if they're as common as they used to be. There, but it was a real. You know, like people really liked them for a while. I went yeah. to a trade show. Yes. In Las Vegas, and there was coffee being served. I was very excited. Mm-hmm. I thought, sweet. You know, I had lower expectations than I do at home, and I went there. And it was a pod machine, mm-hmm. and it tasted like a pod machine. Mm-hmm. Let's not go any further with that. Yeah, no, it was a dark day. Uh, <laughs> but we should, we should also, and we might get someone to do this, talk about how to even make the espresso because that's a huge well, thing. And I think that that's its own episode. It I mean, is. It is. Because there is, like, so there's for portafillers, you can get dual spouts, single spouts, mm-hmm. naked portafillers, mm-hmm. um, and then different sizes how you of portafillers. It. Then there's a whole thing on latte art. I'm not sure how we do that on a podcast, but you know, yeah. lat- latte art, by the way. It looks really cool, but you want to make sure, if anything, how you froth the milk is the important part, not if you get art on top of the coffee. Right. You want to continue the, the integrity of the drink. Correct. Um, well, I think that's where we're going to stop for today. Yep. I know we've li- we've just listed off a bunch of podcast oh, ideas, yep. yes, so we'll yes, definitely yes. be delving into those in the future. But today, we're kind of giving a general overview of coffee machines, Excuse me. Uh, what to look out for, what to be aware of, things to kind of look at. Um, obviously there's so many little niches in there that we could dig our teeth into mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. pull out. But this, I think, gives a kind of like a grinder episode, a, a general gist of like what to look for if I'm at Goodwill or if I'm online and I'm feeling a hankering to buy a machine. What are the what are the do's and the don'ts? What mm-hmm. are the things that I should and shouldn't do with the big, big red flags? Yep. I should say one uh, a lot of things in my mind, but yeah. actually when you have an espresso, people say, oh, it's got so much caffeine. You can't really taste caffeine for a start. <laughs> but actually if you have a, a single shot of, of coffee, that's going to be less caffeine in it than a, than a normal drip mug of coffee right well you think of the extraction time mm-hmm. how much you have you know 20, 20 to 30, 30 seconds yep, exactly of extraction yep. versus you know so five minutes or four minutes i guess way more in the healthy french press that i had yep. just now yep instant coffee double that again because it's robuster but uh, but how healthy is that for having espresso it's a lot less caffeine but it, the the taste is wonderful wonderful taste oh mate um yeah, so now we've got a bunch more ideas of what to do. <laughs> now we've got more podcasts and we know what to do with. Woo. But uh, thank you again so much for listening. Thank you for uh, subscribing. If you haven't subscribed, uh, feel free to do so. We'd much appreciate it. Um, if you have any questions, always feel, feel free to check out beanstuff.com. We have links to our Twitter, our Instagram, our Facebook, our YouTube, and on and on and on. 
Um, and we also have an entry at the moment uh, at the bottom of the screen. You can put your email. You can get updates and stuff like that. So feel free to always enter that, um, and uh, and we'd love to hear from you. But thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to uh, to chatting next time. Now that we have a lot more okay. topics to sorry cover. Sorry about that. No, no, no it's I'll, much appreciated. No, I'm you don't not sorry. Need- yeah, I'm I know. Sorry. I'm, I'm glad we get to talk about it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, and we'll uh, we'll see you next week.